Hey guys, guess what time it is? The countdown's going. We're getting coffee and we're finding our seats because it's time for announcements. Let me tell you what's coming up. Uh, first off, thank you to all those who made our VBS this week possible. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, the kids had a load of fun. Without our volunteers, we couldn't pull those events off. So thank you guys for being a part of that. Uh, coming up this week on Friday, we're doing our chosen Christmas special movie night. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have two showings, 4.30 p.m., 7 p.m. Uh, you can get your tickets on the app. That is a ticketed event. All the proceeds are going to Fathom. We're not taking any of that. We'll have free popcorn and uh, water and coffee, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's this Friday. Saturday, day after at Bay of Honda, we're doing our beach baptisms. We'll have acoustic worship. We'll go out there. The water might be a tish cold, so if you have a wetsuit and you want to get baptized, not a bad idea to bring it to the beach. So that's this Friday, 9 o'clock a.m. at Bea Honda. Uh, we have a One More Youth event as well. Don't want to forget that. That's this Wednesday, December 8th. Uh, we'll be here at 6.30. It's our annual Christmas party for that. We're going to have games, prizes, uh, Christmas music. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that's for 7th through 12th graders. One of my brothers-in-law told me he doesn't understand junior high and senior high. So that's 7th through 12th grade. Is it 6th through 12th? If it's like a, you know, 6th grader, we'll... we'll let them slide. So that's the youth event. Also, don't forget about Christmas Eve services. Obviously, on Christmas Eve, we're doing three candlelight services at 4.30, 6, and 7.30 p.m. Those are a lot of fun. We're going to have some great Christmas music, and we'll celebrate the reason for the season. Don't forget to download your app, and let's get ready for church. Woo! All right. Welcome to the Vineyard. We're so glad to have you with us, joining us online. That's awesome. We're going to hop into worship here in a minute. It was really good earlier, so I'm looking forward to it now with you. And then uh, Advent, I'll be talking about joy. So uh, we'll be in Luke chapter 2. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's sounding really joyful in here. Oh, we're looking forward to spending time with you. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do, in case you didn't know. We're going to start things off with communion. Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. We're super enjoying Christmas songs, and uh, we're looking forward to you guys knowing some of the words. You can sing along with us. <clears throat> After worship, uh, Pastor Georgina will come up, and we'll invite the kids to join her to learn a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them off to their Sunday school classes. And then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve talking about joy today. Before we jump into any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? We love your presence, Papa. And we're gathered today in joyful expectation. We can't wait to see what you're going to do today, this season, in us and through us. We thank you for all that you're already doing, God. And we invite you deeper. We say yes. We join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Blessed Lord, 
you have caused all the Holy Scriptures to be written for our learning. Help us to hear, read, note, learn, and inwardly digest them, that, encouraged and supported by your Holy Word, we may embrace and forever hold fast the joyful hope of eternal life, which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Chaplain Duff. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, This is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup. Was the last night of the Passover celebration? The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, This is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered there with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion, or the Lord's table, or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord, and we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion. The bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We're going to enter into our time of worship now together, and I would encourage us all to sing out and to participate and to lift our voices in this time. If you're joining us online, do the same. Sing out. It makes a big difference when you do. Uh, when we're here in the room, it's such a privilege to corporately worship our God. He loves it when we lift our voices to him. So sing out in this time. We'll see the words pop up above me. You're welcome to sit, but stand if you're able. This is joy to the world.
good to us you're so faithful and we love you so much and lord as we're here in your presence i would ask that you would be with us as we prepare to study your word lord god would you anoint the words that are spoken to us that are taught to us use those words god to stir up our hearts towards you and holy spirit i'd ask that you'd anoint those working with our precious children today god give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them You are so good, God. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Regina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Hi. Hi, Wesley. Hi, boys and girls. Okay, I'm so excited. We are going to be studying now and learning about the true stories in the book of Exodus. That is the second book in the Bible. Can you say Exodus with me? Exodus. Awesome job. And we find that Joseph and his family settled in in Egypt, remember? So... A lot of time has passed in our story today, and Joseph and his family have died, but his family has, be- he has begun to increase, so there's more and more and more people, right? And at this time, the pe- pe- people of God are called Israelites because Joseph's father, Jacob, right, he wrestled with the Lord, and God called, changed his name to Israel. So now they're Israelites. And then there's a new Pharaoh. Can you say new? New, yeah, new pharaoh, right? In Egypt, he's like the king. He's like the ruler, right? And he did not like God's people. He didn't like the Israelites. And he made them work very, very hard. And he did something so, so sad and so not good. He told the Egyptians to get rid of all the baby boy Israelites. Isn't that sad? So sad. And then there was this woman who had a baby, And she knew that God's hand was upon the baby. There was something special about the baby. And she did all she could to protect the baby and take care of the baby. But she couldn't any longer. So she placed the baby in a basket and placed the basket in the river. But God had a plan. Guess what happened, guys? There was an Egyptian princess, right? The daughter of Pharaoh that saw the basket and looked inside. You remember this, Ava? Very good, Ava. She took the baby. 
Very good, Ava. Yes, so she kept him as his, her own son, and she named him Moses. And then Moses grew up and left Egypt, and he became a shepherd. And one day while he was walking along, he saw this fire coming out of a bush, and he got curious. He was like, I am going to go see what's happening, right? And he went there, and you won't believe what happened. He heard this. Moses, Moses, I know, right? And it was God. <laughs> it was God. And Moses said, here I am, right? And God said, Moses, I have heard my people's cries. They are suffering, right? I'm going to have you take them out of Egypt. But it's not going to be easy. Pharaoh is going to say no. But God promised Moses that Pharaoh would one day let his people go. So Moses left and back to Egypt. But guess what? Moses was like, well, what am I going to say to the people? Who are you, right? What is your name? And then God said to Moses, and this is our Bible verse from Exodus 3.14. It says, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. And that's our Bible verse. Are you guys ready to say it with me? Okay, very good. All together with one voice. After me. Exodus 3.14. Exodus 3.14. Excellent job, guys. God said to Moses. I am who I am. I am who I am. This is what you are. This is what you are. To say to the Israelites. To say to the Israelites. I am. I am. Has sent me. To you. Very, very good. Hey, we have a video we want you to watch, but quickly before you do that, will you help me sing a happy birthday to somebody? It's our friend Dixie's birthday who's visiting, and we wanted to say happy birthday. All right, so here we go. Who's? Hayden's birthday. If Hayden is here, all right, Dixie and Hayden. So here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Hayden. Happy birthday to you. Excellent job. All right, so this is a video from from our VBS Friday night that you guys all made possible, all right? Here we go. It should happen when I do this.
All right, Pastor Georgina, would you please pray for the children? Yes, sir. Okay, let's pray. Okay, let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we are so grateful to you, Lord God, that you're always watching over us, Lord God. You're always protecting us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for taking care of us so, so, so well, Lord. I pray the little ones will understand the great love that you have for them, Lord. In Jesus' name, what do we say, guys? Amen. All right, have fun. Welcome to the Vineyard, everybody. So glad you're here. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Glad to have you as well. And uh, let me say thank you again. What a, what a joy it is to partner with a group like this that makes events like we did on Friday possible. And uh, your generosity allows us to have all those fun bounce houses and special things and all the stuff that's happening. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Um, having a, a little issue with the side screens today, so I can't put up the fancy codes. But um, uh, we do want you to download the app. That's very important to us. Uh, so if you haven't done that, please do that. Because there's events happening that you have to use the app to get or the website. And in the new year, we're going to be doing a lot of things through the app, a lot of uh, studies and all kinds of cool stuff. So if you haven't downloaded the app, get it. Um, it has gone... Um, me talking about it every week has like doubled its popularity. It went from like 500 downloads to 1,000, which is good, but we're not done yet. So get the app. Um, you would need the app, for example, to get tickets for this Friday's event that we're doing, which is uh, very cool. It's the Crows, uh, the Chosen, Crozen. The Crozen, the Frozen, no, the Chosen Christmas Special. And, um, what we did is, normally we'd like to go and buy a whole license, just everybody come for free, but they wouldn't do that because it's just been released. And so we had to partner with Fathom Events, and they had to ticket the event. And so uh, you have to go to the app and purchase tickets. They're like $12.50 for a ticket. But I'm serious, if that would keep you from coming and you want to come, just come and see me. We'll work it out. All right? I'll take care of the tickets. But um, go there and get your tickets. We're showing it twice on Friday, once at 430 and once it's seven, it's about two hours long. So that might be a little long for some kids to sit in the younger ones. So just kind of be aware of that when you when you get the tickets. Uh, it was it was in the theaters, the first and the second here at Regal. And um, I looked at the chart. And as for Fathom Events, it was their best selling thing ever that they've ever had. Uh, so it's supposed to be excellent. We, I have the link, so I've seen little bits. Of, it's going to be really good. All right? So um, that's coming up Friday, and so if you can, join us for that. Also, um, Saturday, we're having a baptism. That's very important. I want to announce that. Baptisms out of Bay of Honda, 9 o'clock. You need to be baptized if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you haven't been baptized. That's a biblical non-negotiable. That needs to happen. Other people will come out because they don't remember being baptized. And I'm not saying it didn't take... If you don't remember it, I'm just saying it's such a powerful, powerful memory. You may want to consider having one. And the cool thing about baptism in December, the water's a little chilly. You will always remember it. <laughs> so let us know if you're coming or just show up. But if you let us know ahead of time, we'll make sure we have a certificate ready and a T-shirt for you. Okay? So that's coming up. That'll be fun. I had three things about Christmas. Oh, presents in paradise. Uh, yes, we partner with them every year to help local kids. 
And we have one more week of that. There's index cards out on the table out there on your way out. If you would like to get involved, pick up an index card. It has the gender and age of a child and bring back an unwrapped gift by next Sunday. Okay, they need to come. Don't wrap them. Bring them back. Or, and this works really well, bring a gift card. What we do is we take those gift cards. We give them the presents in paradise. They know what the kids want and need. They purchase the gift with the gift cards. They're not just handing off your gift cards. So it's a great way to go. Please, we need those back by next Sunday. And on that table as well are the I prayed for you. Uh, we're praying for our community. And um, very important, I think we keep our neighbors in prayer. And so we want to do that. Let's do that right now. Corporately, just think about your neighbors for a moment. Get them in your mind. And let's go to Papa. Papa, we... Uh, we pray for our neighbors and our community once again. We ask God that you would move in a mighty way here. We ask God that uh, you would help us to love our neighbors well, because we know that's near to your heart. And God, bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. And we give you thanks for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So we're into Advent now. Uh, and actually, Advent started last week, um, and I was still finishing that series, so I needed to finish it. So uh, it runs for four Sundays, Advent does. The main themes of Advent are love, joy, peace, and uh, hope. And so we're going to cover those in our little bit of time together. Today, we're just going to talk about joy. Advent means arrival. And so uh, it's the time getting ready for the, the first advent, the arrival of Jesus. And we also sort of remember now that we're waiting for him to return again, the second advent. So it's a big celebration of both. And that's what we're doing. And it's very important that we sort of take time to pause and reflect. You know, the, the problem is with Christmas is that if we're not careful, Christmas be, just becomes a bunch of things that we have to do. And we get so caught up in the doing that we forget what it's really all about. And, and so, don't, just don't make it a big to-do list. I get this, but, but sometimes we just, all these things we have to do and we just kind of get them and we miss the whole deal. So take time to focus in on who he is and what this season is really all about. Not just the, the Savior in the manger, he's the Savior in our heart. And we want to focus in on that um, this week. So we're going to talk about joy. And to get it started, I'm going to do bad jokes. I'm going to prime the joy pump. What's the most popular Christmas wine? I don't like Brussels sprouts. What cereal... Makes fun of you, but doesn't mean it. Wheaties. Think about it. It's better than that. What are the best Christmas sweaters made from? Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. I've been told to stop singing. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you... I'm done. Merry Christmas. Do you want to tap dance while you do it? I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, Brussels sprouts. I don't know. They have to be like loaded in butter and grilled. Cheese. Oh, I don't know. They just. You can eat anything with cheese. Yeah. And bacon helps. Bacon helps everything. So if you wrap a Brussels sprout in bacon and cover it with cheese and, and butter, then push the Brussels sprout out. <laughs> yeah. 
Then you got, then you got something. That's how we do it, Thank right? You. Oh well. I just want to say one thing quickly about presence in paradise. These gifts are for kids that are at risk. They're in at-risk homes, some of them one parent, some of them not even with parents in foster care, just so you know the, the demographic that that's headed to. There's, um, and the reason why that the gift cards are so easy is because teenagers are difficult <laughs> to, <laughs> to figure it out, and a lot of these kids are right in that age group. So we know the lady that founded Presence in Paradise. I think it was 11 years ago, maybe more, and it's just grown over time, and we're so blessed blessed to partner with them. That being said, Steve and I were in New York City this last week because we also partner with Convoy of Hope, and they are a relief organization that has just got so much integrity in their staff and in how they manage the funds that are given to them that we have been so blessed to partner with them. If there's a natural disaster or a tragedy around the world, you can bet Convoy is there. So we got to go. We got to meet pastors from all over the country while we were there, and we also got to see the big tree in Rockefeller Center. So you think, you know, when you see it on TV, you think it's this huge space, but it's it's pretty small, the blocks in New York, which we had never been there. So we had a good time, and we're very blessed to be with Convoy, and we'll be talking about that more in the future. Okay. Now let's pray, shall we? Father, we are so grateful to be here this morning, Lord, to come and to worship you. Father, I ask that you would come again as we, as we continue our study in our Advent series. Father, I pray that today we could put down our worries and our burdens and all the things we have yet to do and just be before you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I was reminded in worship this morning that you came as a humble king, but you don't stay that way. When you come back, you are our mighty warrior. And so we say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? This lovely portion of scripture is from the Gospel of Luke, and it's the Christmas scriptures, and I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. This is chapter 2, 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, 
glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which they, which were just as they had been told. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You can be seated. Alice said we were uh, we we're up in New York City for a few days, and we went, we walked miles and miles and miles because that's what you do. I'd look at the steps, and we were doing seven and eight miles a day. And I had taken the wrong shoes with me for that. Uh, instead of my sneakers that I would normally walk in, I had these Skechers because it was just easier on the plane. And uh, my legs are still killing me. So if I fall down, you know what? <laughs> I just want to prepare you for the possibility. Uh, what's happening? But we had a blast while we were walking around, so it was cold up there. And uh, you know, Alice misses the seasons. I don't. I'm one season works for me. And uh, and she and she's always talking about. Oh, and so while we were in New York, as we were walking, we got to go through two snow flurries. And uh, she was very happy. I think God did it just for Alice. He's so cool that way. And uh, it was good enough, you know. We did it, and now we're we're fixed for like ten years. So it's good. I'm, it's awesome. Ah, so, today I want to talk about joy, as I said. So what is joy? Let's get a hold of that, and, and so we know what we're talking about. It's, the, it's a deep, durable delight in God that basically ruins you for anything else. That's what joy is. It's, it's that nothing compares to this relationship that we have with God, uh, Holy Spirit dwelling in us, being a believer, uh, and that we talked about this in the last series and in the last week in particular, this rest for our souls, this spot where we get that no matter what the circumstance, that God is with us and for us. And we have this amazing hope in him that even if it's difficult at times now, there's a time when he returns when there is no more death and no more pain and no more sorrow and no more tears. And... and Getting a hold of that, that's what joy is really all about. So don't confuse joy with happiness. Happiness is a great thing, but it's based on happenstance, which comes and goes. Joy is way deeper than that, and it's all about this abiding relationship that we have with God. And so that's what we're talking about when we talk about joy. Uh, The psalmist says, then I will go to the altar of God, to God my joy and my delight. And I will praise you with the liar, O God, my God. See, that's the real, that's the big goal of life. Beyond forgiveness, which is huge, in which we get beyond all of the good gifts of God. The, the goal, what we're shooting for, is getting a hold of and resting in this amazing relationship that we have with God now and forever. And so that's the joy that we're talking about in this story. Um, and, and so let me give you a little sort of background on the story uh, that we're looking at today. We're, today we're going to talk about the shepherds. Next week we're going to talk about the wise men. And so I love the Christmas story, uh, and yet uh, over the centuries it's been condensed into something, and we, we sometimes kind of don't have the, the right picture of the story. Our nativity scenes tend to have the shepherds and the wise men all jammed in there. And really those two events are a couple of years apart. We'll look more about the wise men showing up next week. But the shepherd part is absolutely right. They're here uh, to witness the birth and all those things going on. And so that's a very cool part of the story. But shepherds, by this time in history, um, were not considered uh, very highly 
in the minds and thoughts of people in the religious community altogether. So if you go back in the Old Testament, shepherds were like, cool, right? Because they, Moses and David had some great shepherds back then. But by this time in history, they're outcasts. They're, they're, um, they're considered, by most people, they have very bad reputations. They're, they're considered to be kind of thievish. I used that word last week, and I'm not sure. Thieves, like thieves, like the stealers. But then I might offend people from Pittsburgh, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> Although they're having a hard year football-wise anyway, right? So, but let's not get into that, because it would cause division. <laughs> but I know the Packers fans are going, ooh, talk about us. Okay, now I've lost track of where I'm at. Shepherds. So they're, they're, they're outcasts. They're on the outside of society. And because they're around these animals all the time, um, they're, they're not even considered clean enough to go to the temple. They're ritually unclean. So they can't go to the temple and make sacrifices. So they've been shunned, in effect. And they're out there all on their own. So know that about shepherds because it makes a big impact on this story. And also know that there's a census going on at this point in time. And there's some... Uh, this impacts the story, too, because we tend to think about census, oh, they're just counting people. Uh, that's not what was happening then, you know, and it's a much bigger deal then than it is for us now. You fill out a couple of forms and do it on email or whatever. Um, and, the, and really, there were two big reasons behind the census. One, um, there was a lot of sort of rebellion going on in Rome all the time, insurrection. And by making everybody go back to their hometowns, it would break up all those pockets of people that had gathered and were starting to cause issues. So they would have to disband, and that kept a lot of things sort of mellow. And the other thing it did back in their hometown, the the Roman soldiers would be there, and they'd get a good count of everybody, and they'd impose taxes. So it was done to get some money. All right? So that's what's happening in the census. And everybody's unsettled, and it's a big deal for everyone to have to go through these things. And that's the sort of atmosphere that we have as we get into the story. And so let's pick up the story, and I'm going to kind of go through it a verse at a time here. Uh, Beginning in verse 8. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. So these shepherds are outcast enough that they, they apparently aren't even having to go to their hometowns or check in or anything. They're just left alone. They're kind of not counted. So think about that. These are sort of the uncounted, all right, on the outskirts of everything. And they're just hanging out uh, like they normally would. I, In my mind, I have a picture of them kind of out. You know, it's cold. They're t- it's tired, weary. It's a hard job being a shepherd, you know, maybe by a fire or whatever. And they're hanging out there. And all of a sudden, verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. Now, that's a pretty big deal. All right? So I don't, I don't care who you are. And, uh, you know, what are they thinking at this point in time? Why is an angel here? Like, we're... We're the outcasts. Why would an angel actually come to us? Nobody cares about us. We're not even counted in anything's going on. And then the glory of the Lord shines around them. The, the glory of the Lord. We talk about that's temple sort of language. It's presence of God language. They know that God, that the presence of God is there. They can feel it. There's an angel and the glory of God is here. We can feel it. And I love their response to this because it's perfect. And they were terrified. Right? Because, you know, you wonder what they're thinking 
Because, you know, why is what we see an angel and now the presence of God is here and we're pretty much confident because everybody's told us that God doesn't like us at all and this can't be a good thing that's happening and, you know, what, is he, we're about to die or something is going on here. They're terrified uh, in, in the situation. I didn't put that up on the screen. Sorry. And the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I love that because they're terrified and I get it. And I love what angels, and angels almost always say this when they show up on the scene. Don't be afraid. Why do they say that? Next time you see an angel, you'll know why. (laughs) Don't be afraid. And listen, I think he's just, he's encouraging them. He's saying, look, I know everything's unsettled. I know you're out here. I know you're lonely. I know people don't think very highly of you. But listen, don't be afraid. And then the angel says one of the best things in Scripture, one of my favorite little verses. I bring you good news. Can you imagine this group of outcasts, uncounted people, all on their own, left out there, nobody cares about them, and all of a sudden it's like, really? Good news for us? We never get good news. We're, we're the brunt of bad news constantly. Stay away, get away, we don't like you. You smell like sheep. I don't know that they hear that, but I just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> And the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And I love that. And so it's not just that momentary happiness thing. Great joy is because what's happening here is this good news can reconcile you back to God where you can experience in him as the joy of your life. And that news is for all the people. Everyone, even the shepherds and the outcasts and everybody else. It's amazing, amazing news. And the news is this, that today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you and he is the Messiah, the Lord, or he is Christ the Lord. That's the only verse in Scripture where those three titles are all used in the same place all at once, which is pretty cool. Pretty significant news of what's been happening to this. And I love this, too. Um, I, I thought the next thing that the shepherds would be thinking, really, you're sending the birth announcement of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to us, to this little group. And that's absolutely what's happening. And, and because this big announcement is for all the people of what's going on. And I love this. This will be a sign to you. And let me say, I have to say this. I can't help get to this part. I always There's a comedian that goes, and here's your sign. So if you know what I'm talking about, it'll help you with this whole thing. Here's your sign. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And I love that. So all this good news, you're showing up. We got your presents. We got all these cool things. You're including us, and you're giving us a sign. So we know that this is all happening, and that's absolutely what happens. Now, when you read about that, again, because we have the Christmas story sort of ingrained in us, I I, I need you to look at it just a little bit differently. uh, Because what's happening here is when you think about a manger, I think we have a tendency to think about this really nice little wooden crib that Joseph has slapped together in his spare time while he's waiting for the baby to come up. It's really nice. Ooh, look pretty. And that's not what's happening. Um, There are translations, translate that word a little better, it actually means feeding trough. And that's how you should read it. She had the baby and placed him in a feeding trough. Now, think, and a feeding trough 
you know, I'm sure they, they cleaned it out and put some straw in it or whatever. But still, it was a place where cattle slobbered and all those things. Which is why I think, you know, Mary was like, wrap him in cloths before you put him in that thing. But there you go. Uh, but it's a manger. It's a feeding trough laid out for animals uh, and made for animals. And, and get this picture that Mary places her newborn son in a common feeding trough for the world to feast on. It's a sign. You're going to see something. Now, I want you to connect this with something we were talking about in the last series. Because we were in the book of John, and I got into John 6, and we talked about the feeding of the 5,000. Remember? I didn't do the rest of that chapter, and there's some things going on there. And it's actually where Jesus says some hard things that cause a lot of people to leave. And this is the connection with why he goes into a feeding trough. Verse 32. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven. Because this group of people that had been part of the feeding of the 5,000 had gotten this cool bread that Jesus made with the fish. Remember all that? Um, Jesus had left, walked on water, done some things, and then he finally tracked him down. And they're looking for more of this free food that he's been given out. It's a pretty big deal back then. And so they talk about manna. But Jesus says, listen, Moses, uh, it's not Moses who's given you the bread from heaven, but it's my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. That's why Mary puts him in the feeding trough, wrapped in the cloth. And they said, always give us his bread. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. He's, he's got to try and get them to shift from their thinking that it's all about getting a bread sandwich from Jesus, when in fact Jesus thinks way more than that. I am the true bread that comes from heaven. What you need is life in me. He, he basically says, you know, what really messes him up, eat my flesh and drink my blood. He's, he's sort of talking about what's going to happen in the events ahead with communion and everything. But he's saying, look, you need to get a hold of this, that it's me that you need, not a sandwich. You need me in order to find life. And that's the point of that whole story and how it ties together. And see, that's good news. What Jesus has come to do is the best news that we have. And, and I love how when you tie it together with what's going on with the shepherds. So, so he comes to who? A group of people that are outcast. They're not the in group. They're the out group, if you would. They're not counted even. That's where Jesus goes because Jesus loves everyone. And he loves the outcast, which is really good news for us because that's the group we're a part of. And he loves us so much. And, and you know, take this in too, because I think sometimes there's people who, who never really get to experience the joy that I was talking about because they hold themselves out a little bit because they just don't think they're good enough or that they're, they're, they're performing well enough. And I want to tell you, look, when, when you start to feel that way, instead of moving away from God, what you need to do is go crushing towards him. Because he's going to love you and empower you to do the next right thing. And he's going to let you know how much he cares about you. He's, he's that kind of God. That's who he is. That's the love that he has for us. And we need to let that sink in. This good news, the angel said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Look, there's this amazing thing that happens. Another connection. I'll close with this. So, 
Take that picture again, and let's just extend it a little bit more. We're going to take the Christmas story and run it out into Easter. All right? So from the moment of his birth, Christ, he's, he's, he's wrapped in cloths, and he's put in rock. Right? He, he emerges from this womb of flesh, and he's put basically into this sort of tomb of stone wrapped in cloth. And it's a picture of what he's going to do at Easter, where what happens after he defeats death and, and, and he's defeated sin, right? Once again, he's wrapped in cloths and he's placed in a tomb of stone. Well, what does he do? <laughs> There's this new kind of birth that happens. Out of there, he comes as new creation, the firstborn of many, so that we can all experience that as well. And all of those pictures are wrapped together in that story. And so when you read these simple stories, just press into the bigger picture of what's going on in the amazing love of God for you. Because when you settle in that love, you can settle in that love, that joy, and that peace, and that hope. That he has for us. And that's where we really get to experience life. This is good, good news. And it's the most amazing story that there is. Is this story we have in Jesus. Alright, ministry team. Those of you here, why don't you head over to the wall. People around the wall are here to pray for you. If you need prayer for anything, let me make sure you get it. Alice, my love, come on up. And let's press into the Lord for a moment and we'll pray. But I want to extend this invitation to you. So it's an amazing time of year, and I know I do this all the time, but look, perhaps you have felt like an outcast, or you, you just haven't ever felt good enough, and, and it's sort of kept you on the edge, and you've never pressed in, and you've never responded to the invitation the Lord gives to, to come and, and into your heart. He's, he invites you into his story, and the way that we respond to that invitation is we we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. And it's really about just praying that, you, Lord Jesus, will you come into my heart and my life and be my Lord and Savior? Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. And if you've never prayed that before, I want to encourage you, do it today. It's that simple. Here online, wherever you are, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? And when you come to him, when you respond to that good news in that simple way, you can begin to experience this amazing joy that he wants us to have. So come, give your lives to Jesus. Amen. Um, I, have a, I have a quick word, and Pastor Georgina has one. I, um, I think that this is someone, you've been walking with the Lord a long time, and this season, this Advent season, this Christmas season, is completely different for you because of relationships and things that have happened in the past year. And the Lord really wants you to dive into him during this time. He's going to comfort you and bring you hope during this season. That's just an encouragement to you to keep going, to keep walking forward in him. Pastor Georgina. Thank you, Miss Alice. Good morning, church. Um, this morning, as I was studying for the kids' Bible verses, um, you know, bondage and suffering kept coming to mind because we're, they're studying about Moses. And, and then I just got this feeling that the Lord wants us to know that in our suffering, He sees you, 
he hears your cries and he has a plan because his concern for you is active and it makes things happen. And I also heard um, that in the val- in your valley of suffering, there's still favor and increase in your life. Thank you, Gigi. Amen. I see children. How cool are children, right? Church, thanks again for your amazing generosity. We appreciate you, your faithfulness, your giving, your offering, your tithing. And like I said earlier, just how cool it is to be able to reach out into our community and and bless them. And, And so God bless you for all of that. And let's sing doxology, and it will rain children, and we'll dismiss. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. And go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. Have a great day. Experience the joy of the Lord. We'll see you soon. Thanks for being with us online, guys. We love you. The joy of the Lord is an amazing thing. And uh, walk in that today. And next week, I'll be talking about the wise men and hope. Good one. And we'll see you Friday, hopefully, for the chosen or at the baptism on Saturday. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.